G'day humans, what's a good word? Chris Funder here with Pretty as Alex for another edition of Wrestling All Style, this time talking weekly wrestling rap. Alex, I'm sorry, friend, but uh, it seems somebody else has been booking one Vince Russo. Yes, yes. Uh, it is six sides of steel once again in Victoria. Yes, the pay-per-view so nice, they reprieved it price. <laughs> Yes, it is lockdown. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Surprising that music's still on uh, Impact Plus, considering what happened in the future there. Yeah, how? How? That, that is very interesting. But, uh, yeah, Alex, snap five-day lockdown again for all of Victoria. Yes, yes, uh... Here I am, nowhere near Melbourne, haven't really really had any cases in my area, but lockdown. Hooray! <laughs> Far out. Um, yeah, I hope it all goes smoothly there. Yeah, um, I, have a, I have a feeling that in the next couple of days we're going to find out. Hey, you guys doing all right in that lockdown? Well, good news. Here's two more weeks of it. I'm just waiting for it. Yeah, I hope not, man. I hope not. Um, <laughs> but I suppose before we move on to the wrestling, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, when this comes out, we'll be fully caught up and moving towards our new uh, schedule style, which we'll see uh, the wrap coming out Tuesday night, then our sort of um, four-out down-unders uh, and our Aussie reviews, as well as the um, top ten thunderstorms will now be on Thursdays. And then... Bugs and Outside the Rings will now be on Saturdays. And then any bonus shows like a R Block, a um, um, end of the year show will now be a bonus show as they occur on a Sunday. So, and this is because I've moved to mostly days over the summer. We've tried to keep the old schedule. It has been very hard, including an hour time difference between me and Alex. So by the time I come home at night, it's an hour later for Alex, so either I'm not eating dinner until 10 o'clock at night or Alex is sitting up late to record. So we're trying a new schedule behind the scenes to also make uh, the content come out on time. Yeah, and you can <laughs> you can hear the times that it's a bit late for me for, in some of the podcasts, full disclosure. I listened to an episode of Fugs, not the... Not the most recent one that came out, but the one before that. Um, it pretty much just kicked off with me just being like, hey, guys, it's Alex. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, and that's it, too, trying to trying to get us both the uh, best part of life away from uh, work and podcasting as well. But I suppose over to the wrestling side of things, Alex, big news coming out of Japan this past week. Yes, plenty of big news coming out of Japan. You want to inform the good humans? I thought you would with uh, the uh, news coming out of not New Japan, but All Japan. Yeah, huge. I can't believe it. Um, I guess because Old Mate is now 58 years old, bald and has a goatee, they decided... 2021, that's the time to put a title on this dude. It's the WWE trend, after all. Um, oh, yeah, it is. Um, yes, Keiji Muto, the former great Muto, is at 58 years old, the GHC champion in pro wrestling Noah. Outrageous stuff. Oh, that's right. It was Noah. I'm thinking New um, All Japan, my apologies, because he's only the third man to hold those three titles yes uh takeyama was another one and someone else i think i think it might have been misawa maybe i don't have the names in front of me yeah but um yeah only the third man in history to hold the iwgp heavyweight the uh all japan pro wrestling triple crown and the ghc heavyweight championships yeah, just insane. Yeah. Uh, really, 
I don't I don't hate it to be honest. So yeah. I think I said to you off air, I'm just waiting for that Suzuki cash in after a G one. <laughs> it could happen. I mean they put the belt on evil for goodness sake. Yeah, it would be so good to have a Suzuki title run. I don't I don't care if it's like for a week, I'll be so happy with it. Yeah. Um I've been very busy with work this week, so anything else coming out of Japan? I think New Japan had some new beginning shows from Japan this week. Yeah, I haven't heard much about it, to be honest. I didn't check them out. Just got a lot on my plate at the moment, and you know, this was also a two-pay-per-view weekend as well. So, Yeah, and to mention that, I think I'm more invested in the New Japan show. I believe it's next week or the week after from the States where Kenta should finally capture the US title from Moxley. Jeez, it's going to be hilarious when Moxley wins. <laughs> if he does, I'm cancelling my New Japan world. <laughs> That will be the most stupidest decision. What's that? There's a typhoon. You can't make it for two weeks. Fine, we're taking the toll off you. What's that? There's a global pandemic. Yeah, you can hold on to that. <laughs> because the stupid thing is it's not even their world or their secondary title. It's like their third or fourth, depending where you want to place the never and the junior in that ranking. Yeah, I consider it their third string title, like... Like, there's the IWGP, which is, like, their version of the WWE Championship. Then you got the Intercontinental Championship, which is, like, equal with, obviously, WWE's Intercontinental Championship. Then you got the US title, which is equal to the WWE's US title, in my opinion, which is, like, kind of pointless. So why would you care so much to keep it on this dude for so long? Yeah, yeah, um, I agree there. Anything else from the world of wrestling outside the um the sort of key shows we touch on with the rap? Uh, nothing too crazy. There was a couple of releases that I don't think we touched on. Uh, one of the Forgotten Sons got let go. Was it uh, um a certain supporter of the former president? Nope. Oh, really? It wasn't Jackson Riker. Oh. Which one was it? Was it um Blake? No, it was Steve Cutler, the one that's dating Diona Perrazzo. So, hmm, wonder where he's probably going to turn up. Who is it? Steve he, Cutler? Steve Cutler. What's uh, Cutler but, Steve doing in the Impact Zone? Yeah. Yeah, what's Cut Stevens doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Lars Sullivan as well was another one that got released. Yeah, a few few months ago for behind-the-scenes stuff there. But he did say, um, I think it might have been to um, Pro Wrestling Insider or one of those um, companies, he said there was a mutual decision. Yeah, apparently he copped a lot of heat for turning up late to a show, so they just stopped booking him. Ah, fair enough then. Yeah. Uh, any other? No, no one's missing out there, so that's fine. <laughs> any other releases? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, those were two ones that intrigued me for reasons like that's probably the last we'll ever see of Lars Sullivan wrestling. He seems like the sort of guy that'll. I left WWE and now he's going to go be like a chiropractor or a, or a personal trainer somewhere. That's the sort of thing I see for him. And as in terms of Steve Cutler, I had to bring that up just because I found it so ridiculous that that's the one that got released. Yeah. Yeah, that that's crazy to me. They kept the other one after they pulled him off tally. They... They recast Jackson <laughs> Riker. They put him on Raw now. <sighs> Idiots. Yeah. just. But then again, like, firing someone for their political beliefs is kind of a dog act, too. But he did say some horrible stuff about BLM, so F you, Jackson Riker. Absolutely. Screw you. 
Yeah. Uh, should we move on to the actual uh, meat and potatoes of the discussion for the wrap? Yes. So we go on to NXT number 442 for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic semi-final match for the event opens the show, where MSK defeated Ladero Del Fantasma, then Zia Lee defeated Cobra J, a women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team semi-final match that saw Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defeat The Way, that's Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, a singles match where Kushida defeated Austin Theory, the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic closed out the show with the Grizzled Young Veterans defeating Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, your thoughts on NXT this past week, Alex? Uh, skippable. Very skippable. <laughs> what about as a go-home show for a uh, pay-per-view that Sunday? I wasn't that into the pay-per-view go- coming out of this show, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I-, I knew it was coming, but so they at least promoted it well. I just didn't care enough going into it. Yeah, at points I felt it didn't feel like a takeover coming like they were building up to. No, no, the build-up felt strange. I think the Dusty Roads Classic sort of took all the attention away from the other matches on the card. And because you, you have to have so many tag matches for two tag tournaments, yeah, um, I didn't really enjoy NXT this past week. I'd say bump sideways, especially building into a takeover. Yeah, like I was saying, I think the two tournaments going at once sort of took the focus away from everything else and it took up way too much like match time on their TV. So it didn't really give you enough time to build up the other matches. I did not care going into takeover, even though knowing in the back of my mind takeover was still going to be a banger show because takeovers usually are. But thumbs down for me. Yeah, I agree. What about Dynamite? Number 72 uh, kicked off with Darby Allen defending the TNT Championship against Joey Janela, a tag team match where the natural, uh, sorry, the Nightmare family, that's Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson with Arn Anderson, defeated Cesar Bononi and Peter Avalon. A singles match where Puck with Ray Phoenix defeated Ryan Nemeth the inner circle members of Jericho and MJF with the other members ringside defeated the acclaim. A AEW Women's World Title Eliminator first round match where Thunder Rosa defeated Layla Hirsch. And in the main event, a Force Count Anywhere tag team match where Kenny Omega and Kenta defeated John Moxley and Lance Archer, who had Jake Roberts in their corner. What the hell was this main event and where did it come from? <laughs> Yeah, they um oh no, they they didn't announce it on Dynamite last week. They announced it on YouTube immediately after Dynamite. Okay, that's probably why you didn't know about it. Um yeah, no, so I mean, and, more to the fact that a month ago saying anything like this would happen on AEW, you would have been laughed at. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Um I found it really interesting that like, out of nowhere, Archer last week got squeezed into this role where, like, previously it'd, it'd sort of be, like, a Neville or a Phoenix that would be with Moxley during this. Yeah. I I can't help but wonder if New Japan, like, rang up and said, yeah, you can use Kenta, but we like Archer. We don't, we don't like Puck. We don't like Phoenix. We like Archer. Get put Archer in there with Kenter instead. We can trust Archer or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, all four people in this match are, um, like, guys that New Japan's had to deal with in recent years. That's true, too. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Um, very good point, sir. Anything else? Um, this women's title eliminator thing, do you have any clear thoughts on it one way or the other yeah so as we're recording this the japanese half of the bracket started today and each first round match has been competed in japan so that's all done the first round of the japanese side of the bracket so i'm assuming the rest of the american side of the bracket will continue on dynamite 
Um, I didn't really recognize any of the names, the one in the brackets. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki defeated Mei Suruga. Oh, my God. I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. Uh, Emi Sakura defeated Veni. Ryo Mizunam defeated Maki Ito. And Ajay Kong defeated Rin Katakura. And those are the matches on the Japanese side of the bracket that happened today. Um, I've heard of um, Emi Sakura because she's been on AEW before. And Ajay Kong... Wasn't she a big deal? Like early 90s, mid 90s. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm just trying to position WCW, WWF maybe? Yeah, she had a run in both, yeah, mid 90s WWF against the Lundra Blaze. She had a run in late 90s WCW against, well, Medusa, Lundra Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> it worked yeah. the first time, we're doing it again. Yeah, well. Uh... In the late 90s in WC in WCW Nitro, like in their prime in like 97, they had Mako Satamora on there, who recently debuted in NXT UK. Yeah, that I found odd. I'm like, what the hell are you doing in the UK? But, I mean, if you're happy doing that, all the more to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I can't yeah, comment too much on the other women on that um, on that. Uh, uh, tournament bracket, but um, yeah, that'll be an interesting watch. I might watch it as we uh, finish this today. I, I like the idea of like, yeah, having these two two sides of a tournament like competed in different sides of the world, and then you know, at the very end, like the winner of each side of the bracket faces off in all that sort of stuff, like it sort of creates a sort of separation and a sort of dream match feel just because you have them in so, in like far away countries from each other. So it's very good. Um, I don't know about Arja Kong winning. <laughs> like she, she showed up in the first AEW pay-per-view double or nothing. She was in like a six woman tag match. But, yeah, she she can barely move anymore, which is kind of understandable because of everything she's been through, especially that Joshi scene in the 90s. <laughs> I think they might be looking to use her like a, um awesome Kong, like a uh, female legend type role. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't see her making it to the final. Uh, it would probably have to be, like, an Emmy Sakura or Yuka Sakazaki against a Britt Baker in the final is my prediction. Um, put, put Thunder Rosa in the final. Needs to be Britt. Britt beats Thunder Rosa in the semi-final. That's what you need. But, yeah. but have Thunder Rosa like get robbed out of the win so you create a genuine contender after Britt wins this tournament and wins the title. Put more heat on Brit being a heel as well. Yeah, but um, um, Sammy Guevara left in a circle, and yeah. uh, after he quit, he deliberately walked into the babyface tunnel because they have the babyface and the heel tunnels on each side of the stage. So that was interesting. Yeah, and it's also be interesting to see what happens uh, there going forward. But I think in a circle had they had crowds this whole time, it would have been a big, well-received um, thing to have happen. But it's like a lot of things, both NXT and AEW have dealt with the past year where they've had no crowds. So a lot of stuff they've gone, right, we're going ahead with it still, but it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, well, just think about, like, how crazy that pop was when Sting showed up. Now think about what it would have sounded like if it was a full arena. Yeah, Los Angeles. Yep. It's, isn't he from um, Long Beach, California? Yep. I know some things. You do, you do. Okay. He's from Long Beach, yeah. Um, so this, like, Sting and Darby Allen versus 
Cage and Stark straight fight is just going to be a cinematic match, right? There's no way Sting's going to have a proper match. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm predicting cinematic, which gets me really worried because AEW is very hit and miss with that. <laughs> yeah, they can be. They can be. Um, overall, I say thumbs up this week for AEW. Uh, again, winners on the Wednesday night. Thumbs up. Main event was incredible. Lance Archer was literally throwing potatoes in that match. Um, and only criticism is stop booking Ryan Nemeth his crap. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, from there, did you have time for Smacketh Down? I did have a bit of time for Smacketh Down this weekend. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I suppose uh, you didn't have anywhere to go, so I suppose <laughs> you did have time, you poor bugger. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. Uh, start off with an Elimination Chamber qualifying tag team match of King Corbin and Sami Zayn defeating Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio. The Intercontinental Championship was defended as Big E defeated Shinsuke Nakamura by DQ in three minutes. Mm. Bailey defeated Liv Morgan, who had Ruby right to in her corner. The Street Profits defeated Shorty Chad Gable and Otis. A non-title elimination chamber qualifying tag team match where Cesaro and Daniel Bryan defeated Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Yeah, maybe it was me. This was not a good SmackDown. I think it was you. <laughs> I think I think the main event of Cesaro and Bryan against Ziggler and Roode was a great main event. Yes. However, the Street Profits and Gable and Otis, I don't care. Oh, uh, I thought that match was awesome. <laughs> it was a good thought, match. It's just I thought Chad Gable and Otis as a tag team were so good. They were like a, a short and skinny and big and fat version of the Steiner brothers. Like the fat. way this He's fat. Ha! <laughs> 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 um yeah. I don't know. I'm still not into this whole Dominic Ray Mysterio family thing. Oh, yeah. No, it's dead. Corbin just... still being a king after, what, three, three and a half years? I think it's two, but it feels like three. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I don't know. Good to see Corbin thoughts... Cesaro. I don't think, like, we've had a discussion about this. What are your thoughts about current day Sami Zayn this conspiracy theorist sort of like world is out to get me is like super like pale and a little bit more out of shape than he used to be he's got the messed up hair and the crazy beard I'm kind of into it <laughs> yeah I'm into it too I'm just because Sammy came back after he was injured for so long, and he was a heel, and then he's been a heel that whole time. It's like the fans wanted him to be face that first week when he came back, and he was a face for that match and then turned straight after. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I have a weird feeling that Cesaro's about to get a mega push. I'd like it. Yeah, I think it, I think it's finally about to happen. They made they've been making him look like an absolute megastar on the last couple of episodes of SmackDown. I'd have to agree too. Um, overall, thumbs sideways for me, but still the better of um, WWE shows that I've watched out of SmackDown and NXT this past week. Uh, thumbs sideways. What do you say, Alex? Uh, thumbs up for me. I I kind of enjoyed it, but maybe it was just because. I'm in lockdown and I was bored and I needed something to do. <laughs> and and I think watching live um, versus watching taped greatly affects um, someone's enjoyment. Like I'm working a lot of day shifts, so yeah. I can't watch these live with the time difference between the US and Australia. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I was really, I did watch this live, so I was really into it. So, yeah. What about Impact Wrestling No Surrender? Did you watch? I did. Oh, I watched Impact. my God. <laughs> I did not, but uh, wow, I've got the results here. Yeah. Um, they've been listening to Fruity's Ultimate Game Show's WCW and taking a page out of my booking book and utilised a post credit scene. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you can explain all that in a moment as I go through the results here. A sick man tag team match where Decay, Black Taurus, Crazy Steve and Rosemary defeat Tennille Dashwood and Triple XL, AC Romero and Larry D, who had Caleb with a K in their corner. A tag team match of Brian Myers and Hernandez defeating Eddie Edwards and Matt Cardona. So the major bros aren't friends anymore? Question mark? Uh, Myers was like, yeah, when Matt Cardona showed up, they were like backstage and Cardona's like, hey man. And Brian's like, shut up. <laughs> I'm mean now. We don't like each other, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it was so lazily booked. So a match where Jake something defeats Dina with Eric Young and Joe Doran in his corner. The Impact X Division number one contendership triple threat revolver match. What the hell was this? Josh Alexander defeats Ace Austin with Madman Fortune, Blake Christian, Chris Bay, Davari, Suicide, Trey Miguel, and Willie Mack. What triple threat revolver match, but there's more than three people? What? So it's like someone gets a... It's kind of like a Royal Rumble, except triple threat. Someone gets eliminated out of the triple threat match, another competitor comes in, and it, the triple threat continues until there's no more competitors. Oh, so it's like a triple threat gauntlet match. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay. It's, it was a good idea, just like they didn't explain it until the match started. How was it executed? It was like, okay, three guys in the ring. I'm not too sure. They didn't explain that there was going to be multiple participants. And yes, like the first pinfall happens. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then someone comes out. I'm like, what's happening? I'm confused. And yeah, it would have been good if this was explained beforehand on Impact TV, anything. Yeah. Uh, following that was a knockouts tag team championship Texas tornado match where Fire and Flave, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele, the champions, defeated Havoc and Nevaeh. The Impact X Division title was on the line when TJP, the champion, defeated Rohit Raju with Malabari Shira in his corner. A six man tag team match where Jace, uh, Jazz, Jordan Grace, and OBD defeated Diana Perazzo, Kimberly, and Susan. Uh, co-main event of the Impact World Tag Team Championship freeway match where the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson defeat the Beer Guns, Chris Saban and the Killer Queen, James Storm and, pri <laughs> and Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn with Matt Hardy in their corner. And in your main event, the Impact World Championship match, Rich Swan, the champion, defeats Tommy Dreamer to retain. On Tommy's birthday. Huh? And he beat Tommy Dreamer on Tommy's 50th birthday. 2021 ECW still main events. How? Yeah, um, I get that this was kind of a favour to Tommy for his birthday, like a shoot favour, like a, here you go, like it's your 50th birthday, have a world title match. But like, I was so against seeing this match. And it over-delivered. It was really good. Oh, wow. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Moose comes down and he's like, I want your title, Rich. Oh, nah. You know, that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get a bit of a post credit scene, if you will. Oh. Because coming to Impact Wrestling, 
and we see all these little highlights of stuff. You can't really make out who it is. Then you see the New Japan logo. Then you see David Finley and Juice Robinson. Oh. Finn Juice coming to New Japan. Uh, Impact. Wait, what was um, Juice wearing? Yep, that. Blues Brothers Juice? Yep. Give me give me hippie juice or pirate juice and not blues juice. Give me CJ Parker with a broken nose on Kevin Owens' debut over this. Yeah, it's not working. Um, I can't comment as to impact as I haven't watched it. I've been busy. Uh, what do you think, Alex? Thumbs in the middle. There was some good moments here and there, but there was also some matches that were just like, I don't care. Um, bringing back the Shearer shuffle does not interest me at, at all. All right, guys, get rid of him. <laughs> Don't jeer Shearer. Ah, uh, yeah, that that sucked. The modern day Mahabali. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> Speaking of better, NXT Saint Vengeance Day. Takeover. Yeah, V Day. No, took can't me like call a week. Either. It took me a week to figure it out that that's what they were referencing. How everyone calls Valentine's Day V Day. Took me a whole week to realize really? that that's what Vengeance Day meant. I've never <laughs> heard anyone call it that. Oh, really? Oh, it's, um, I think it's like a real American thing to call it V Day. Like, no, v Day references like one of the um war things. Oh, well, there was a lot. I saw a lot of posts on February the 14th, well, February 15th for us, from lots of like female wrestlers and stuff like that on Instagram. They're like, Happy V Day, significant other. Here's a photo of you. All that sort of stuff. So, yeah, so V Day's a thing. Okay. The more you know, I guess. Yeah. What about this theme song? Of Obey by Bring Me the Horizon. Mm. What? Bring no? back saliva. <laughs> Get out. Bring Me the Horizon is great. Bring Me the Horizon is really good. Um, I just feel like a lot of NXT theme songs, like their pay-per-view theme songs, are very similar to the last. Okay, that's a fair point too. What about we bring back Baby Metal and Poppy and... Yep. Saliva and Papa Roach and just have them all play at once and see if anyone can tell the difference. Yep. Squeeze it a limp biscuit there too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not a diverse playlist. And yeah, you bring up a good point that's very same same. Yeah. But uh from there we go on to the matches itself. Kicking off the night was the Dusty Rhodes women's tag team classic final where the heartbreak kick Dakota Kai and the big lady cool Raquel Gonzalez defeat Ember Moon and Tank Girl Shotzi Blackheart. Right decision. Correct decision. Although I think um, Ember and Shotzi have potential as a team. It keeps them both out of the singles division. Keep them as a team. But yeah, you gotta you gotta do this for uh, heartbreak kick and big lady cool. They Maybe. need they need to be tag champs by by the end of the next few months at least. The sad thing is of all the women's teams uh, tag teams currently active, they're the only ones other than I think the women's tag champs of Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, who were active six months ago. Mm. You're gonna struggle to name me another team, aren't you? Because yep. I can't off the top of my head. No, no, me neither. Yeah, um, it's a bit sad. I mean, the only other one would be um, Double K, Double C. Was it um, Casey Canzaro, Caden Carter in NXT? But they're the only other one I can think of. Yeah. Well, Casey Canzaro is uh, has been cancelled, but. By the Twitter wrestling community, so uh, is it so, something we need to discuss on air or off air? 
Oh no, she's just an anti-masker. We follow people in North America who podcast and wrestle and uh, connected with the wrestling community and stuff. You guys need to get on top of this thing. (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm in lockdown because there was like one community case in a major city four hours away from where I live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of scary. Whilst, like, Florida's just like, oh, yeah, it's still 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on from that was a NXT North American match where Johnny Gargano, the champion, defeated Kushida in about 25 minutes. Uh, good match, however. Incredible. I loved it. I would have liked Kushida to win. Ah, oh, you know me, man. It's all about the heat, brother. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Men's Final that saw MSK, Nash Carter, and Wesley defeating the grizzled young veterans of James Drake and Zach Gibson. Ooh. Oh. You were going to be damned if you did, damned if you weren't put on these guys, weren't you? Fresh tag team, new to the company. You sort of have to. Dude, they were like in Impact like a month, like two months ago. It's so that's, crazy to think. That's what I mean because they're the new team here. Grizzled Young Vets have already won the uh, UK NXT titles. They've challenged, I think, once before for the North American NXT titles. So They were in of, the final of the Dusty Classic last year. And Were they? they? Lost at, yep. To the oh. Broser weights. Oh, God, I forgot that was a thing. Um, yeah, so they're sort of already positioned high enough where this new team sort of needs it. Also, I just want to say, at this point in the card, pretty much every match has been close to perfect in my eyes. Yeah, I'd have to agree too. Um, However, I don't think I've brought this up before, but it's nice to see another Carter come over from Impact. <laughs> yeah, um, let's just hope he doesn't he doesn't get stuck with a mute gimmick on the main roster, even though his main skills is the fact that he can cut a really good promo. <laughs> let's hope he doesn't end up in Dixieland, or he might be in some trouble, 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 trouble. Yeah, it's it's just up to Nash Carter to see if he can control his narrative. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> uh, the co-main event of the women's NXT title saw Io Shirai defeat Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm in 12 minutes. Did this feel short to you? Yeah, big time. Um, also... That table got a bit excited a bit prematurely, didn't it? Yeah, nowhere near close to those Japanese tables. No, no, I'm not the table. (laughs) Uh, That thing, like, they didn't even touch it and just collapsed. Yeah, see you next week on Botchmania, NXT table. Yes. Oh, man, um... Now, what did you think of the match overall? I I enjoyed it. I would have liked to have gone a little bit longer and had a little bit less Mercedes Martinez in it. Uh, Bugger it. I would have liked it if it was like a 30-minute Tony Storm versus Eo Shirai match. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can agree to that too. I thought Mercedes did have a role to play in this match. However, I thought 12 minutes for your women's title and the champ hasn't really, like, done that much. No, it's been it, more it, so about Mercedes and Tony going into this than the champ. Yeah, it just underdelivered for me. I thought this was sort of the first um, letdown of the night in a way. Yeah, it was good. It just could have been a lot better. Yeah, and that's judging on the uh, takeover curve as well. Uh, main event, the NXT Men's Championship, where it saw Finn Balor, the champion, retain against Pete Dunne in about 25 minutes. Uh, your thoughts here, Alex? Masterpiece. Absolute masterclass in 
technical wrestling. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, do you want to reveal to the humans what happened in the uh, post-match here? Oh, man. Yeah, it was great. It was, once again, another pay-per-view inspired by my fantasy booking. Straight out of that. It was like, yeah, Finn Balor's still your champ. Oh, oh no, here comes the heels to beat up on the champ. Oh, no, no, here comes the babyface faction. Here they come. Oh, they ran off the heels. Ah, oh, the, the baby faces are celebrating together in the ring. And thank you for coming tonight. But no, <laughs> it's not over. Adam Cole turns on Finn Balor, super kicks him. Kyle O'Reilly's like, what happened, man? And Adam Cole super kicks Kyle O'Reilly as well. Oh, my God. Roderick Strong is confused. And we go off the air, fade to black. <laughs> Straight out of fogs. Yeah, um, a bit of uh, dissension between Undisputed Era. You could say that. Um, yeah, I, I really like that. Um, there, there are rumours that Adam Cole's like contracts coming up soon. In the it's been there nearly the next... four years. So yeah, surprise so... me. So it's like a five-year contract. So, like, by the end of the year, his contract is up, apparently. Uh, dare I say he may be joining a certain dentist? You, you would assume that good old TK is going to throw a blank check at Adam Cole, you would assume. Like, yeah. the young bucks were, like, best mates with him. His wife's, like, a top heel in the women's division. Like... He's got his connections. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me if he did end up uh, over there. I but, hope um, so. I really hope so, because I never want to see Adam Cole on Raw or SmackDown. They will just misuse the crap out of him. Yeah. Um, overall, bumps up takeover. I thought yeah. the only letdown was the women's match. Again, that's purely because of time in a triple threat. 12 minutes is too short for a championship triple threat. And if that women's match happened in AEW, we'd probably call it the best AEW women's match. So. True, true. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, it was nothing against the women, just, yeah. I, I wanted more meat on the bone. I wanted a bit more time. Um, a couple of those other matches on the undercard could have gone a bit shorter. Like, yeah, women's Dusty Cup final could have gone shorter and gave the women's title match a bit more time. Now, did you happen to catch any of uh, New Japan Strong of America or uh, Ring of Honor this past week? I did not, sir. Is anything you hear about it? Nothing happen? I've heard. And the only thing I've heard is they're just building up to this um, Moxley-Kenta match. And the other thing, I've heard nothing about Ring of Honor. They've just dropped off. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard a thing about them. Um, which brings us to Raw. Now, I worked. <coughs> I worked a lot this past week, so I slept in, didn't watch Raw. What about yourself? Um, I've I completely forgot what day it was today. Lockdown. <laughs> um, Fully just going to blame lockdown for that because that happens. Um, and I was walking my dogs and then I got home and I realized, oh crap, it's actually Tuesday. There's half an hour left on Raw. Um, no, I need to like finalize some stuff for my Fruity's Ultimate Game Show Starcade card. So, ooh, Starcade. I, I did a full dress rehearsal, which I've never done before for a card because lots of entrance music <laughs> we're live pal yeah oh boy um yeah i i don't know if i hear anything major i might go back and look at highlights but i, I heard a, i heard a few things lacey evans is pregnant she announces on raw to flare no, apparently it's a shoot pregnancy. Shoot pregnancy. It's an actual legit <laughs> not, pregnancy. Not to be confused with uh, Mae Young's <laughs> work pregnancy. Nah, nah. Th nah, she's, she was a good hand in that work. 
Um, <laughs> hey, you be very respectful to Han. He's all grown up now. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was the best when they brought back the giant hand with Mae Young. <laughs> that was uh, so good. Um, yeah, so, like, there's that. Alexa Bliss saying, oh, he's coming back, he's coming back. And Randy Orton got spookied in the uh, gauntlet match. I think we are going to get The Fiend versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Hooray again. It's going to be some real messed up version of The Fiend, too. I don't know how I feel about it. Well, Randy did burn down his house with his, the dead remains of his sister. Yeah, the devil's favourite demon, Fiend. He's going to just go full Kane. No, that's it, true. He did take out Kane. Remember when he had the Kane photo on his wall? Yeah. So <laughs> He's been burnt alive. He's already absorbed the soul of Kane. He's going to come back with one sleeve, isn't he? <laughs> Maybe he'll come back with our voice box. Oh, my God. Yowie, wowie. <laughs> oh, God. Let me in. Uh, Suck I think... it. <laughs> I told you, Kane and X-Pac is my favourite tag team. Like, the most underrated tag team of the Attitude Era. I, I've, yeah, I fully agree with you. And Have you ever all... seen Kane's proposed DX gear? Yes. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, green and black Kane. I, I would have been all in on that as a kid. I would have just loved it. I mean, um, I suppose before we get too off track... um. Things coming up is Elimination Chamber this coming week. Uh, oh, God. What is it? Uh, new beginning of USA, either this weekend or the following weekend. And then... Um, ooh, have you seen some Australian wrestling news? Uh, what's news? Apparently, Australian wrestling is getting its first cinematic match. Oh, God. Who? The prefects explode. Oh, yes. Yep, I'm all in. So it is advertised. I think they advertised it as a schoolyard fight. Oh, so it's, yes. Um, William, uh, what's it? Oh, what's the other one's name? Is it w Billy? Preston. Yeah, Billy. And Jimmy Townsend. Jimmy Townsend and Cherry Stevens. So all three of them, I think, are advertised for that. Oh. Can they please, like, play some taps, some Foursquare, while they're, while they're in the schoolyard? Maybe a game of Tenno. Do a few laps. Eat some Vegemite pinwheels and then go at it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what to expect from this, but it'll be interesting to see what it is. And I think it's one of their first matches they've announced for their move to uh, fight since the... Uh, closure of uh, OVO play. I did see a lot of people on Twitter that I follow talking about PWA over the weekend that never talk about PWA. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully it's good news for them. Um, Deathmatch Down Under had to reschedule their uh, event last weekend because of the snap lockdown. MCW got an event in. Now, on our Best of show, we did say likely unlikely if EPW and MCW Encore would close. MCW Encore has closed and been migrated into the Australian Wrestling Network. Hmm. It's because right. there's been no events for a year. I haven't had to subscribe to them for a year. Yeah. Yeah, true. Huh. But uh, EPW is still their own independent uh, on-demand service. Man, it'd be so good if both of those companies were just on the same thing. Yeah, well, there's a there's a few on the, uh, the Aussie Wrestling Network now. But I suppose that's all for uh, this wrap. Uh, Alex, any final words for the good humans? Yeah. Um, well, this is usually where I plug stuff. So follow me at Fruity is Alex on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us 
at WrestleOzStar with an AUS on Instagram and Twitter. I'm putting up silly Fruity's Ultimate Game Show stuff like every week at the moment. Um, search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Oz Style, and you can follow Chris at... At I am Chris Funder as well. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Oz Style archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. And if you have the RSS feed enabled, you can also add us now on iTunes. Hey! Yes, you just have to do that manually. But there is the link there to add the RSS feed into iTunes for you. I've tested it myself, and it does work. I'm going to have to do that myself. (laughs) Well, with nothing left to say, we'll uh, bid you adieu and uh, speak to you next time. Yowie, wowie.